The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network. Work. You're listening to Jones and Brown. Both of you are crazy. Both Mike Jones and John Brown. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world-famous Jonesy and Brown Show. That is my broadcast partner, Mike Jones. I am John Brown. It has been a couple of weeks since we have done a podcast. In that couple of weeks, a lot of things have gone down in Philly sports. A lot of things have happened. Sixers season has started. We'll talk about that. Eagles still undefeated after beating the Dallas Cowboys. We will definitely talk about that. Big uh big trade happening uh today. And talk of more. Day. And, and, and there's talk how, how he's not done yet. He's not done. Well, I, I hope he's not done. We'll see. We'll see. We'll talk but about we'll, it. We will talk about that. Philly uh Eagles fans are very happy. Uh Dallas fans are kind of mad about it. And I, I would like to talk about that too. But let us start. But the team we have not talked about a lot over the last couple of months. Let's talk over the last couple of years. A couple, yeah, we we haven't talked about. They haven't given us much to talk about the last couple. That is of years. true. That is true, Let's including about- large chunks of this season. There we're were large the chunks of this game. season. No, no, no. You are absolutely right, and you called me out on it uh, a couple of weeks ago. You called me out on it, and it's funny. My wife, who is who is a, a, a sports fan, not to the extent of you and I, but she does follow sports. Mm-hmm. I think she follows sports well enough to engage in a conversation with other casual sports fans. Okay. But my wife, this week, called me out <laughs> on Facebook in front of all her Facebook friends. By reposting something that I said on Facebook a couple of weeks ago, which is something that you too, you also have <laughs> have, have called me out on, mm-hmm. and it was the fact that I said, which I said numerous times mm-hmm. over the baseball season, I said that the Philadelphia Phillies are dookie, mm-hmm. which they were. I don't think I was unfair in any of the times that I ever said that the Phillies were Dookie. When they were getting swept by the Cubs, yes, I said they were Dookie. Twice. Yes. When they were getting beat by the Arizona Diamondbacks, I said they were Dookie. You know, there were other times within the season, I said, hey, man, this team is Dookie, man. And that's because I watched Phillies baseball. And I did not watch. I did not like what I watched, but lo and behold, the playoffs started, and all of a sudden now they're a juggernaut. Now we have always used this show, you and I. Mm-hmm. We have always used this show as a a vehicle and a medium for honesty and accountability. You know, we've I, I like shied. to think so. Yeah, we we have never shied away. You and I have never shied away from takes we've had in the past. 
Oh, no. Opinions if we said it, we said it. Yeah, if we said it, we said it. I am not going to lie to you. When the playoffs started, I was full Negadelphian. When the baseball playoffs started, I was full-fledged Negadelphian. All the stereotypes that you hear about the Negadelphian, the Negadelphian fan, the negative Philly fan, that was me. Now, it's funny you say this. Okay. Because I, too, wanted to start today's show with somewhat of a confession. Okay. At the start of these Major League Baseball playoffs in this year of 2022, okay. a, fr- a friend of mine asked me directly, Do you, mm-hmm. are, are, the, like, are these Phillies good enough to really make a run in the play- playoffs? Mm-hmm. I thought about it. I looked at them and I said, no. Ooh. But but if they get hot, they can make it interesting against anyone. Okay. Which means I, I thought they could make it a six, seven game series against a Mets team or a Braves team if mm-hmm. they got hot. Because but I believe at the end of the day, the Mets or the Braves were better teams. I've been well. The Mets, they did what Mets do, and then the Phillies, they just they've handled their business all playoffs long. Mm -hmm. When their team is nine and two, and they've won it in multiple different fashions, shut a team out, come from behind late, grind out grind out runs, six runs with no home runs. have multiple home run games and put up 10 runs. They've done it all, all the ways you can. Yes. They're just winning games. You see this. So I, I was wrong. This team is, Mm -hmm. we, we didn't see this team all year. I I am with you. I'm with you. This is the team we wanted to see all year. This is the team we wanted to see all year. And, I'm not quite sure anyone expected to see this team this year. I I don't think anyone came into this into this season thinking, hey, you know what? This team could this team could win it all. This team could go to the World Series. I don't think anyone came into this season thinking this team could be better than the Braves. I don't think anyone came into this season thinking this team could be better than the Mets. And there were times, plenty of times, and we're talking times in September, that if you had the question, they're like, hey, do you think this team could beat the Mets in the seven-game series? Do you think this team could beat the Braves in the seven-game series? Do you think this team could beat the Braves in a five-game series? The answer would have been no. But you know what? They've they've made believers out of all of us. I'm not going to lie. I Going into the playoffs, and there were there were people, and I and I will I tip my hat to to there were people who were saying, hey, you know, wild card series, Phillies in two. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Not, yeah, there were there were people. I mean, I, I know. I mean, were, wild card series. It's a three game. I mean, you got to what? But yeah, it's three game series. You got to win two. Series, and the Phillies had to win two on the road. But with, with Wheeler and Nola on the mound, mm-hmm. and even though the Phillies were losing games in September. Nola actually had one yeah, of his Nola better Septembers of his career. Yeah, Nola played so, good ball down the stretch, yes. 
that that wild card series. I didn't, I'm not gonna say I ha- I believe they were going to win it or I had a lot of faith. Mm-hmm. I thought they had a shot because it's a short series. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. But when you get to the but when I thought when you got to the DS mm-hmm. and of course it, it I didn't even contemplate the NLCS. No, well, I, but I, I, will, I thought the DS was just, was their ceiling. I I will say this. I had no faith going into the wild cards. I'm like, yo, this is just going to be two extra games. Mm-hmm. This is all. That's all it's going to be. It's going to. And that's fair extra- with the way they looked in September. Yeah. What eleven yeah. and like, ten in September yeah. or something like that. Two extra games. That's that's all. The, the 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 Phillies went down the stretch and earned themselves two extra games in the season. And yes, or right, you can call them a playoff. You can call them a playoff team. And I'm using the air quotes for those listening on the audio uh, for the audio <laughs> podcast. We're not having this argument today. Yeah, we're, we're I, not having a play-in argument today. Yeah. And, oh, oh no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. They they are a playoff team. You know, mm-hmm. they are a playoff team in name, in but in the sense that I always felt it's like, that third wild card. Yeah, it's kind it's it's kind of like being those final those last yeah. four teams that play on Wednesday. Yeah, it t- it's or like Tuesday you, right before the real NCAA like, yes, tournament. You can call yourself a playoff team, but are you really a playoff team? Mm-hmm. But but not, but but once again, like you said, that's not the that's not the argument we're having. But nonetheless, I'm sitting here thinking, all right, by Monday, the Phillies are going to be watching the playoffs with the rest of us. And lo and behold, they come out win two games in St. Louis, mm-hmm. and and Yadier Molina and uh and and, and Albert Pujols, that mm-hmm. error is done. Phillies ended them, and that that I'll call a pleasant surprise, but I won't call shocking. But it was a no, pleasant I surprise. I, I hear you. You weren't surprised. I'm. A, uh, I, I would call pr- it. I, it was surprised. Like I'll uh, like I, I was surprised. Mm-hmm. But I was I, shocked. I I was surprised because the Phillies played the way they were playing in September. I didn't expect that type of turnaround. Yeah. But yeah. you did know if you only need wins from Wheeler and Nola, mm-hmm. if your bats get hot, you can score enough runs to win a short series. I got you. So that's no, why I, I say I, I was surprised, not shocked for that one. I hear you. Now I when you shocked. get when you start getting to set to seven game series and you got to put Ranger Suarez on the mound mm-hmm. and you got to put a bullpen game with <laughs> Bailey Falter starting. Were you were you kind of put off? No, a Syndergaard started. I feel like I don't remember in the past, and 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 honestly, maybe it might be a case of that we just have. As Philly fans, as Philly baseball fans, we just don't have a lot of playoff memories to go on. But I just don't remember a lot of bullpen games in the playoffs. No, guys used to pitch. Yeah, I, I just I, don't. You know, uh, no. Let's let's be uh, let's be honest about this real yeah, quick. You're I'm saying like, you don't. You're saying you don't remember. Maybe I watched a little more baseball than you okay. were growing up. But what used to happen in the playoffs is guys would shorten the rotation and pitch on short rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the no, no, that I understand. Yeah, like the the Yankees were notorious for going with three three starting pitchers in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It just like there were organizations that like if you had four starters going, they pitched. You had four yeah. starters, and your four starters pitched. If you only had three starters, 
those three starters would pitch games in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Like, like to me, I'm thinking, wait, well, you didn't see bullpen, bullpen games in the yeah. playoffs. Bullpen games in the playoffs? But, Who does that? But Where guys do are. That at? You you also understand we are in an era now where people are a lot more concerned about the long term prospects of athletes' careers, and rightfully so. From both ends, the players should be concerned with their own health, and teams. When you're investing hundreds of millions of dollars, you have to protect that investment differently than when you were investing three hundred thousand dollars. No, you're right. You're right. You're so, right. It was just it was just shocking to me. It, it, it was it was a jar to me. I, I was I was jarred by it. Like, like whoa, like I, I wasn't uh, wasn't ready for that. And plus, when you're looking at like two bull two bullpen games at a time, like like it wasn't just the Phillies throwing out a bullpen game. It was Phillies both teams. And, and the Padres had a bullpen game in the same game. Like wow. Well, and you're sitting there, and, and it's like you you, you trot out falter. Mm-hmm. And, and that's Walter, the thing you call Walter it a bolter. Yeah, that's Walter the thing though. You call Walter it a bullpen was, game, yeah. but Falter was actually a starter in your rotation during the season. Yeah. So and and at some point there were people even talking about why not give him a start during the playoffs mm-hmm. because he did pitch fairly well during the re- regular season. Mm-hmm. So it's a bullpen game, but yeah. it's a guy who's used to starting baseball games in the major leagues. Yeah. So, but I guess it, it, it was it was the mindset of okay, you at some point in time you want to give this game to Cindergard. Uh, but calling and, it a but, calling it a bullpen game just puts the guy on notice that he's got a it's, he's got it's, a short leash. It's a short leash. Yeah, and he well well Falter had a very short leash. But who would think that then when you get to the bottom of that inning, their pitcher would blow up too? Oh, neither. Neither, like, pitcher neither, got neither out the starting first pitcher inning. got out the first inning. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. Now I will Walter say this. actually got two outs at least. Mm-hmm. Other guy didn't get. Uh, other guy didn't get any. Now I will say this. I didn't have a lot of belief in the Phillies in the wild card. Mm-hmm. I thought through familiarity that maybe they would fare better with the Braves. Like, okay, they could, they, they could beat the Braves. Like, I, I, I gave them no shot against the Cardinals. And maybe that was wrong. Maybe that was just harsh. Maybe that was just straight up negative. See, that's where we differ. I gave them a shot against the Cardinals, short series, two pitchers. Yeah. You can win that. Uh-huh. Against the Braves, the Braves are the team I gave them no shot no against. Shot. Okay. I, thought, and I just honestly, thought the Braves were a better baseball team. By the time they got to the by the time they got to the Padres, I'm like, you know, maybe I just need to shut up. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know, let, let's just let them play. Let whatever happens happen. Now I will say this, especially after they won Game One, because I'm sitting here and I'm saying to myself, "Are right, they win Game One? Let's get back to Philly." Because the whole thing about two, the whole thing about two three two series, mm-hmm. and I believe this in any sport. I'm like, you want to win a game. You you want to put yourself in a position where you only have to win on the opponent's floor or court field, whatever you want to call it, once. Mm-hmm. So when it comes back to Philly, I'm like, Phillies need to do everything in their power to make sure they never go back to San, San Diego. If they go back to San Diego, it's because it's 2023. <laughs> you know, it, like... 
Uh, right. Maybe they wanted a winter vacation because it's nice out there. You know, whatever, whatever. But the next after time the, the season, the next time the Phillies play professional baseball in in San Diego needed is to be in twenty three. So I'm like, if that means you got to come to Philly and win three straight, so be it. But I was like, all right, they need to. Now I'm not saying I'm like any time like. If you're putting yourself in a position where you now have to win on their field a second time, then anything could happen. But I was sitting there like, especially, I'm like, I think they could beat the Padres. At that point now, they've now proven me wrong in two straight series. Didn't think they'd beat the Cardinals. Thought they could beat the, the Braves, but not necessarily saying they would beat the Braves. But at this point, I'm like, all right, you know what? Whatever, bro. I'm in now. Let's let's do this. Let's go to the World Series. Here we are. Let's have it. Now at and this now, point, here we are. We in the, the way, World Series. The way they've been playing, I think they could beat anybody. Yeah. I'm not afraid of Houston. Houston doesn't scare me unless they start cheating again. The way the Phillies have played postseason baseball this year. Yes. They absolutely- with the type of with the type of focus this team has, and I I'd be remiss if I didn't point out the mission that one Bryce Harper seems to be on in these playoffs. Yes, that dude is like in my lifetime. I don't know that I've ever seen one man focus in and lock in the way he has this playoffs. Like, granted, there p- people are pitching to him when they shouldn't be. Like you just shouldn't be. He's. I believe he's. I want to pull up the, the, his actual batting average, but yeah, I believe I believe it's over four hundred. Yeah, I believe he's batting over four hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So you you were with Big Poppy on? Did you watch the uh, post game from game uh from game uh five? I didn't. Okay. Game five post game after the Phillies won advance to the World Series. Mm-hmm. Big Poppy had lost his mind. Why are you pitching to Bryce Harper? Why are you pitching to Bryce Harper there? You're up a, you're up to what? One run. You're up a run late in this game. There's a man on base. Why are you pitching to, to Bryce Harper? And he just kept hammering that home. So yeah, you know, people were shocked. You know, like why why are you pitching to Bryce Harper? And it's like, yes, you know. Sometimes it, I think so, I think there are times in baseball it's harder for in the playoffs for star players to have star moments because there there are ways to neutralize them. You got a big hit, you have a big hitter pitch around them. You know, it, mm-hmm. the, there are ways to neutralize that big bat in the playoffs. So a lot of times you have to be if. Your star player is the four is in the four spot. Then you need for the three spot and the five spot to step up. But here you have Bryce Harper play, you know, playing at a high level. He's batting four nineteen, not just over four hundred. He's batting almost four nineteen, four nineteen with five home runs and eleven RBI. His OPS is one thirteen. 
this is yeah, this is amazing. That's the truth. Brothers playing like the truth, man. And and can I tell you, I don't believe you know, we we talk about fandom here. Mm -hmm. You know, we we present ourselves as fans on this show. We always have. Talked about players we like, talked about players we hate. Talked about players we like that we ended up hating. I don't think I have ever loved a player that I once hated as much as I loved Bryce Harper. Yeah, I I loathe Bryce when he Harper. Was, when he was a member of the Washington Nationals, yeah, he, he was very hateable. I hated him. And I and and I, I will put it like this. I it, it was I, I will now I will call this if, if you will indulge me for a minute. I call this I, I will call this the Kobe syndrome. I hated Bryce Harper because he was good. You know, he, he he was a great player. Like there, there there was he was just talented. You know, he Bryce Harper doesn't suck. He never sucked. He's good. Mm. Yeah, he won player. an MVP with Washington. MV- yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, there, there's no, no, there's no way around it. This is a, a great player. I knew he was a great player, and he did not at the time. He did not play for my team, so therefore, you know what? I hate that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not I only did he not play for your team, he played for a team in, in your, your division. division. In your division, yeah. So I, yeah, I hated Bryce Harper. I love him now. I, I could say now, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, you know, if, if Bryce Harper for some reason can't sleep while he's out there in, in Houston and he's just surfing through uh random podcast looking for some, you know, looking for some entertainment and he stumbles upon us. Bryce Harper, I'm sorry for every bad thing I said about you while you were in Washington. I love you, sir. Uh, thank you for uh, bringing another World Series to this town. I, I thank you. I love Bryce Harper now. He's like my favorite player. Bryce Harper could by the end of this this contract by the end of this 13 year contract Bryce Harper might be on my Mount Rushmore favorite Phillies that could happen by the end of I could have the next they two win a world series yeah yeah they they win a world that, series he might that could happen in the ne- yeah that could happen in the, in the in the next two weeks if they win this world series with the way he's performed and I mean not just produce the numbers while we just read off but he's out there actually causing his teammate like you hear guys saying yeah he just told us we're not losing this yeah. game yeah. you know so he believes that we just rode with him we believe we're not losing because he he set that tone yeah. he's, he, he's people are question whether or not he was a leader and other things along this journey he's showing you who he is out there on second base after a big RBI. This is like, my this, house. This is my house. When did you when the last time you heard somebody say that in baseball? <laughs> I don't know For if real. I've ever heard heard anyone do that. Have you ever heard somebody say that in baseball? You've heard it in football. You heard you hear it in basketball. Have you mm-hmm. ever heard somebody say, "Hey, in baseball, hey, this is my house." That's what I mean. This guy is locked yeah. in in a way that I've never seen yeah. before in baseball. Uh, we. I think I think his exact words were we ain't losing. Mm-hmm. That that is the new just get me to the plate, boys. You remember yeah. when uh uh when when, when Ryan, Ryan Howard, Howard. That, Ryan Howard against the Dodgers mm-hmm. hit that big home run and all he kept saying, Hey man, just get me to the plate, boys. 
Just mm-hmm. get me to the plate. Get That's me there. It. I'll get it done. Exactly. And now it's like what's been fun about this run is that there are moments within that uh like that when last, he, that last like that series. last home run he hit the hit the send him to the World Series. Mm-hmm. Who who was that bat before him? Um it's Schwarber, Hoskins, Real Muto. J, yeah, so JT's JT's at the top of the steps, about to go to the bat, and according to JT, Bryce looks at him and says, "Let's give him something to remember." Bruh, that gives me goosebumps. And JT goes up there, gets on. Bryce that's, comes that's, up. That's goosebumps. Right seals there. the deal. Like this that's dude goosebumps is right there. Exactly. Like those are this those is goosebumps. legendary stuff. This guy is doing right. Yes, now. that's goosebumps right there. That's exactly, exactly, man. So now Philly's in the world. They're in the World Series. I don't know mm-hmm. how this is going to go. I don't care. I'm enjoying the ride. But lo- I would love to do a podcast next week talking about our world champion Philadelphia Phillies, though. At this point, I'm picking Phillies and six. Well, you, you say it, Phillies and six? I'm, so, I'm going Phillies and six, which puts us back in Houston next weekend, I believe. Which will be fun, because that means you can have the Eagles players in the building for the World Series. Oh, that would be big. That would be real big. That would be real big. It, it was funny. Um, Phillies won uh, when when they win the pennant. Uh, Fox Twenty Nine's out in the street getting crowd reactions. Jordan Mailata is just out in the street. Just he he just want he just wanted to check out the action. He just wanted to see the vibe, you know. They just, so they got a camera. And somebody just runs up on him and interviews him. And if you remember, uh, if you go back to when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, uh, won the Super Bowl. Yeah, Game Six uh, would be Friday, and the Eagles Friday they play. Eagles will play Thursday. Mm-hmm. Eagles will play Thursday. But if you remember uh, the night the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Fox 29, once again, they're out in the street getting crowd reactions. It's uh, Chris O'Connell. And he's just, I don't even know where he is. But while he's out, just completely unplanned, talking to people, he runs into Joel Embiid. Joel mm-hmm. Embiid's just out in the street with people, you know, with the people celebrating the Eagles Super Bowl. Like, he's just like, hey, let's talk to these people. What the? Who's the seven-foot dude in the middle of the crowd? <laughs> You know, it completely random, not playing, not, hey, you know, I saw him over there. I pulled him over for an interview. You know, he's just talking to people, and Joel Embiid just happens to be in the crowd. That's what mm-hmm. happened, you know, like just randomness. The random nature of just, you know, teams celebrating each other. So, honestly, you know, you're going you're going Phillies and Six. I'll go Phillies and Six as well. When you're right, you're right. I know. I know when to say, "Hey, you know, I see where Jonesy is going with this." I'm, I'm a follow Jonesy, so I'll say, I'll say, Phillies and six two. You know, and I'll be honest, I kind of wanted to say Phillies and five, but I'm gonna go Phillies and six. Okay, yeah, I, I'm not gonna be greedy. I'll say Philly and six. It's not so much that it's being greedy. Uh-huh. It's that if you get the split of the first two games, you steal yeah. one of the first two in Houston. Yeah. Then you got to come back to Citizens Bank for three games. Yeah. 
I will put it to you like this. You know what? I, I am saying, I am saying Phillies in six. You come out game one because you got Nola versus Verlander. You mm-hmm. come out and you beat Verlander in game one. I would say Phillies in five. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. If you, you win out, game, if you, you win, win game, game one, one, you win game one down there against Verlander. Mm-hmm. I'll say Phillies. I think they can do it in five, and that's why I kind of want to say because the way these Phillies have been rolling, I think game one is the one they steal in in Houston. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a heavy task right there. You beat Verlander game, you know, I'm I'm with you on that. Mm. All right, look, bro. Phillies in the World Series. The other the other happy story of Philly sports. Because there, there, there is a lot of we're we're riding a high right now. Mm-hmm. Eagles coming off the bye week, going into Pittsburgh, uh playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wait, is that game in Pittsburgh or is that at home? That's at home. That's at home. All right. They're not going to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is coming here. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, Pittsburgh is not the Pittsburgh of old. They're struggling a little bit. They got issues. But your Philadelphia Eagles are 6-0. and Coming off, going into the bye week after a win against the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Which always feels good. Got a lot of Cowboys fans in their feelings. Two and five Steelers team with, I believe, the rookie quarterback starting. I believe they're starting to planning to start Pickett. Yeah. So, I just see it be because I don't even plan on spending a lot of time talking about Pittsburgh in this matchup. Why, because why would you? Because I why would you? Why should you? Because I really believe it's going to be a rough day for the rookie quarterback. It is just the Eagles' defense. It's not the the Rams' defense that's built on Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, the big uh-huh. the big names. Uh-huh. It's just guys that make plays at every position. Yeah. Guys at every position are doing their job. There's literally no holes on this defense. And then they just did something else today. They went on, got, they went on so, got themselves hold on, hold on. So let's, mm-hmm. See, here's the thing. Tra- right at what was it, end of training camp, beginning of regular season, mm-hmm. one of our D linemen got hurt. Yes. Derek Barnett got hurt. Yes. And he was supposed to be one of our, what, top four edge rushers in the rotation. Mm-hmm. He got hurt. Lost for the season. And we talked about it then, wondering who if they were going to bring in somebody to replace him because he was lost for the season. Mm-hmm. They never really made any moves to bring in another guy into that rotation. Now they did. And they did it in a much more noticeable way than I had anticipated. They brought in a guy who had 18 and a half sacks last year. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of sacks. It is a lot of sacks. He only has one this year, but he's also seen more double teams than guys like Micah Parsons and Vaughn Miller. So mm-hmm. he, because 
So when you bring them here on this defense, where you can't really key in on him, and you can, you can't de double team him anymore because you have other guys that are drawing attention as well. You've got a rotation of Davis, Cox, Hargraves, Milton Williams in the middle. Now mm-hmm. on the outside, you've got Brandon Graham, who's been solid this year. You've got Josh Sweat, who's been, been decent. Solid. Mm-hmm. He's been solid. Yep, solid. Hassan Reddick off the edge has been good. Mm-hmm. And now you just add a guy to that rotation who had 18 and a half sacks last year. You've got linebackers who can play. And you've got – hold on, because I'm actually <laughs> – I have to prepare myself to say these words. Okay. And, and you have the best secondary – in the NFL. How long has it been since the Eagles have been able to even try to say that? Until you could... I'm I'm saying, how long has it been since you could even attempt to try and insert the Eagles into a conversation about the best secondary in football? So you remember when they drafted Sheldon Brown and Lito Shepard? Yes. But they still had... Because they didn't draft Lito and Sheldon to start them immediately. No, no, they there, there was uh, Bobby Taylor and Troy Vincent were still here. Exactly. So mm-hmm. when you had when you had all four of them, yes. yes, then yeah, maybe then yes. But like seriously, if you think about it right now, the top two corners rated in as far in terms of quarterback rating when they're thrown against right mm-hmm. now are Bradbury and Slay. Yes. Avante Maddox, when he's healthy, is one of the best nickel corners in the league. Mm-hmm. Gardner Johnson's been everywhere. Great move by Howie Roseman bringing him in. He's been everywhere. And what, three three interceptions so far this three. year? Mm-hmm. Marcus Epps has not been a hole. He, um, he might not be making the big splash plays that some of the other names we've mentioned have, but He's been. He's been. He's not a liability. He's not a liability at his position. Mm-hmm. He, he's out there doing I, his job. Honestly, I I, I feel like this move. Pro- when you look at this defense from top to bottom, this move kind of addresses the one glaring issue that people might have, like getting to the quarterback, having some another another lineman who can get to the quarterback and putting effective pressure on the quarterback. It has not necessarily burned the Eagles this season because their secondary has played so well. Because you have Bradbury and Slay in that backfield, because you have Gardner Johnson at safety, because Avante Maddox, when healthy, has played so well, it has not burned the Eagles. But there have been times when you've watched this defense and thought, hey, man, they're struggling to get to the quarterback. They're not necessarily putting the uh, pressure on the quarterback. They don't necessarily have the sacks that you would like them to have. And this is a move that addresses that. It, it, it replenishes the depth that they went into this season with. And I think one of the things that you talked about with the Eagles going into this season was that this team was very deep, had a lot of depth in the trenches. Well, see, here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking at these numbers. 
and as Eagles fans, we have the the perception that there might be, you know, a, a lack of pressure on the quarterback. We want to see the quarterback getting pressured every play. We want to sack every time he drops back. We want him yeah. to be getting sacked. Oh yeah. oh yeah, yeah. But by the numbers, right now at present, the Eagles are tenth in the league in quarterback sacks. Tenth, okay. The caveat to that is eight of the nine teams ahead of them have played an extra game. Mm. That Those teams have all played. So the Eagles have 17 total sacks this year. The Bills have 19. They've played six games as well. They've also when, had their bye. Want to say that again. Are the Eagles are at what? How many At sacks? 17. 17. Mm-hmm. As the a Bills team. Bills are ahead of them and not at? At 19. 19. Okay. They they've also played six games. Now everybody else ahead of the Eagles and Bills has played seven games, mm-hmm. and they range in sacks from nineteen to twenty nine. Now one team has twenty nine. Everybody else is in that range from nineteen to twenty four. Mm-hmm. So within seven sacks of the Eagles, who has twenty nine? Don't make me answer that question. No, go ahead. Say, say, say. Don't make me answer that question. No, go ahead. Yeah, I, I I understand, but because that it's, that might it, that it, might lead them. me to a, it's, it's them. You you know it's them. It's them. Just, well, I, well, how, this is how I will ease you into making that to answer that question. Of the twenty nine sacks that they have, well, you know what? This is what we'll do. Is the team we we beat in our last game? Yeah. yeah okay. It's them. So this is it. So, this is a team that we have played this season, right? So that that's really what the we, we addressed. Yeah. Because the talk was that they might have a better defense than us. Yes. So this is a team as so good as team, our defense has been. The the team that is ahead of us in sacks, the team that's on the top of the list, is a team that we have played this season. Correct. Mm-hmm. Of the sacks that they have this season, did any of them? Come against the team that we cover, the team that we love, the team that we cheer for. I'm trying to remember. Do I remember any sacks that game? That was. I don't believe they had any. Yeah, I don't think they had any. So, so there, there you have it, but, and that's why. And and let me let me. But but see, that's the thing that uh-huh. they had none against us. Yes. And they're the they're still the only team that's not within one game's worth of sacks. They got a lead. They're twelve sacks ahead of us. You got a heck of a lead. That's that's great. Y'all, are, yay! Mm-hmm. Yeah, congratulations. So we may have. So we may have closed that. that gap. Hang 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 your head on that. There there you go. Let me. We 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 really pissed. Those, those fans off this week. Oh yeah, move. Absolutely. You, you are like me, in the fact that your timeline is often polluted by the misguided rantings of Cowboys fans. Mm-hmm. Correct. Absolutely. I retweeted a post yesterday. From a friend of this show, person we respect a lot, but is also a Cowboys fan. 
That is a uh, friend of the show, our friend, uh, Miss Ashley Baker. No, nothing personal. I love nothing Ashley personal. Baker to I, death, I, I, but I, you know, I, it's football season and we got beef until it's over. Yes, exactly. Exactly. We will always love and respect Ashley Baker, but she is does a great work. Fan. Great. Yeah, she does, does a great show. Talented. You'll like, never hear us talk about her. Talent great follow on social media. Yes. We, we got a lot of love for Ashley Baker, but she's a Cowboys well, fan. And, and, and that's so, really all it takes, you know, yeah, so to not be friends she, with me during football yeah, season. Yeah, So she has an affinity for saying suspect stuff. Mm-hmm. She says suspect stuff. So this was her post yesterday, four o'clock yesterday on October 26th. Eagles doing all of this just to lose to the Bills or Chiefs if they make it to the Super Bowl. That's what she said, bro. <laughs> so my whole thing was, I- I'm laughing at the whole all of this. Because it, it really... Let's, let's talk about Cowboys fans for a second here, man. So... Here's can, the can, thing. Can you, well, hold on. Before, uh, so I, 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 before we talk about the fans, I want to talk uh, about that actual post. Okay. Because there's something I think we're missing about what that post put, like okay. says by not saying all of this to lose to the Bills or Chiefs means you definitely left the Cowboys behind. Of course she did. You, you, you see where of course she did yeah yeah so let's let's just go ahead and make sure we note that look that's before we go let, anywhere let, else let's, let's that sounds like an admission we're better let, than let, the boys let's talk about that all right what can you and let's tell the truth nobody mm-hmm. talks out of both sides of their mouth better than <laughs> cowboys fans there are no bigger hypocrites in sports than Cowboys fans. That is just the the God-honest truth. Cowboys fans talk out of both sides of their mouths. They will contradict themselves and and just do it just, just blatantly without trying to hide it. You know, Cowboys fans will go into every season Every NFL season telling you that this is their year and they are the team to beat. Every year, no mm-hmm. matter what team, no matter what they trot out, no matter how good their team is, no matter what injuries are there, they will tell you that no this matter is their who's year. playing quarterback, who no matter who's coaching. It does not matter. You will find an ample amount of Cowboys fans telling you that this is their year and they are the team to beat. Mm -hmm. And they believe it. It's fact to them. Then, when your team, no matter who your team is, when you beat the Cowboys, oh, why y'all acting like y'all won the Super Bowl? Why y'all acting like this is the biggest game of the year? I didn't say this was the biggest game of the year. You said this was the biggest game of the year when you declared that your team was the team to beat. So as you sit here and try to convince us every season that this is your year and this is your team, that that this is America's team, this is the team to beat, best team in the league no matter what. And then did you see anybody in Philly? You, You live in Philly, correct? Mm-hmm. 
You talk to Philly fans all day, right? Every day. Did you meet one Philly fan? Was there one person in Philly who acted like that went over the Cowboys was the Super Bowl? No. <laughs> it's just beating the Cowboys and we hate the Cowboys. Yes. Definitely we not the Super Bowl. Super. Now, 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 here's the thing. There's a long way to go before we get to the Super Bowl. Now, here's the thing. It's just a nice bonus beating yeah. beating the Cowboys. It is. But 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 you also, know why? You, because you cowboy remember, fans are so so annoying. Yes. You remember the Eagles last Super Bowl, correct? Mm-hmm. That shirt you have on, you probably had that when that when the when the uh hold on. Is that your Super Bowl championship shirt? There you go. That shirt's about five years old. You remember the Eagles Super Bowl, correct? Uh, clearly. You know how you know how you felt when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. Did how uh, you when the game ended, my cousin and I were we were we were on the Ben Franklin Parkway with the people. Brother, let me tell you something. It, but look, you were on the Ben Franklin Parkway. I was on the Parkway with the people. With the people. Mm-hmm. Were you on the Parkway with the people after y'all be, after we beat the uh the Cowboys on two weeks ago? Nah. Did you say, hey, let's go to the parkway and celebrate because the Eagles beat the Cowboys? Nah. Did you buy I, a whole- I, Honestly, by the third quarter, I just wanted the game over so I could go to bed. Did you buy a brand new Eagles shirt that said, hey, Eagles beat the Cowboys? None of that. Exactly. So how are Eagles fans acting like this? Is I might have retweeted a couple funny memes. Here's the thing. No and no one. Cowboys fans got to tell themselves that because they have convinced themselves and they believe it every year that they are the team to beat. And you know what I'm realizing? I'm realizing something, though. What's up? You, You know, like the kid that gets picked on in school. Uh-huh. You, you know why that kid gets picked on? Because people can get a reaction out of them. Mm-hmm. I think that's why people like to hate Philly fans so much. They I like believe- to hate Philly so much because they know it's it's good bit it's good business to hate on Philly mm-hmm. if you're outside of Philly. It's, it's because we're so pa- we're so pr- passionate and protective of our sports teams that if you say something bad about Philly. You'll probably get a rate. You'll probably get a ratings boost yeah. from all the Philly fans that heard about it, wanting to give you the business for talking bad about it. I have said this. It's strategically good business. I it's like Skip Bayless hating yeah. LeBron. Yeah, you know? I, I've said I, I've said this plenty of times about Colin Cowherd. Colin Cowherd is a non-factor in this market. He's never mattered in this market. He hasn't had a show that has lasted in this market. He is not somebody people talk about in this market. Nobody cares about Colin Cowherd in the city of Philadelphia. He is a mm-hmm. national personality. He has a national voice. He has a national show. He's on TV every day. But you know, he he I feel like he throw he 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 lobs these bombs or whatever you want to call them mm-hmm. at Philly. Well, no matter what the sport is, whether it's football, whether it's basketball, whether it's baseball, whatever, to get Philly fans talking about him. Mm-hmm. 
to talk about him and to talk about that's whatever. That's what I mean, because he, 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 he knows he, he can get that little quick spike yes. in his ratings. Yes. when like Oh, he said what? Now we're all listening to him for a week. Or so we can bash exactly. him because uh, once that, but once that passes, nobody cares about Colin Cowherd in this city. But that's what I mean. It's strategically good business for a lot of people outside yeah. of this city. Yeah, yeah. You know, you want to hate Philly. You want to get some traction for your hot takes. Oh, let's mm-hmm. talk about Philly fan. Sixty-five years ago, they booed Santa Claus. Oh my God, they're so they're so terrible. They're, oh, they're, they're bad people. Oh, or, my God. Or even more more to the po- point, my team just lost, and I'm sitting in my mom's basement lonely. Oh let, me tweet a, yeah. let me let tweet me about tweet the about the Eagles, and yeah. now my t- now my tweet will get yeah. a lot of engagement because, pe- you know. So so Cowboys fans in their feelings. Let's get let's let's get back to let's let's get back to the tweet from our friend Ashley. Mm-hmm. Now you pointed out the fact that she said, uh, you know, she didn't throw. The Cowboys in her calculations. That the Eagles oh, she did. Go, she just uh, they're in they're in their yeah, calculations. Well, addition by subtraction. Exactly. But nonetheless, like you you raised a very good point. Here's another thing that I I kind of took issue with. She said Eagles fans are doing all this once again for the audio uh, podcast listeners. I'm I'm throwing up the air quotes. They're doing all of this, and I'm like, all of what? They didn't break the bank to go get Quinn. They didn't mortgage their future to go get that guy. They, they threw in a fourth round pick. A fourth round pick, and the Bears are taking hold up hold the on, lion's hit. share of this man's salary. But, this but, was a bargain. I, but hold on. Let, let's put a fourth round pick into perspective. Howie Roseman received a conditional fourth round pick for Jalen Rager. Yes. And man, we all. A complete bust. As far as a what bust. he did in Philly, we yeah, all agree bust consensus bust. What whether or not he is a career bust remains to be seen. That's somebody oh, else's oh, concern. Oh, well, I will say, we but he say, was a bust we, in Philly. We will say a career bust as of now. As of he now, has plenty a, of, yeah. he has plenty of time to turn around his career. He could be a, a good player. He could transform himself wherever he 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 continues to go. The jury is not out. But as of right now. As of right now, his career his co- in Philly, he's a career bust. Absolutely, his career in Philly was a bust. Yeah, but got that a fourth rounder for him, got a conditional fourth for him, and you gave up a, a fourth for a guy who had eighteen and a half sacks last year. Guy who performed last year, so performed at a high level last year. If you tell me I could trade Jalen Rager for a guy who had eighteen and a half sacks. Like, like, like you, you see how you see how I'm doing the math for the Eagles. Yeah, in, Eag- just... in Eagles math, I traded Jalen Rager and got a guy with 18 and a half sacks. Fine with me. Fine mm-hmm. with me. But that's just it, and that's the thing about Cowboys fans. It goes back to the fact that they just truly believe that every year is their year, and they're the team to beat. So when you sit out here and you see a team that's six and zero, but still might have some holes, still might have some question marks, actually making moves to address those holes and address those question marks, of course it seems, you know, it, it seems weird to you. What's your general manager doing? What is Jerry Jones doing right now? Now, uh, what moves is he making right now? now I'm a, I'm a be, I'm gonna have a moment of objectivity because oh, as, mu- as much as as much as I hate the Cowboys, 
This is the best Cowboys defense they've had in a long time. Long time. They their defense is good. Yeah, they're not trash. Their their defense is really good. They get pressure up front. The Penn State kid Micah Parsons is he's a he's a a real stud. He's a beast. He's a real like he's a monster. He's an absolute beast. So like. We're not going to say like the Cowboys are, if anything, having a real defense. This could be the year the Cowboys fans want to get a little chesty and say this should be their year instead of all those years before where they gave up 30 points a year. But it's not 30 points a game. Are are they really being chesty or are they really just whining? Why are you whining? Cowboys fans, why are you whining right now? what, why are you whining, and why does it bother you that this that another team is actually trying to make moves to get better? That's what you're supposed to do. That's what your general manager is supposed to do. Correct. But I'd be like, let's be. I'd are we be supposed bo- to just hand this division to them? But I wouldn't be happy if the Cowboys made a move that actually made them better. But I wouldn't. But, I wouldn't be happy about that. But honestly. You have always been one. You you've always championed objectivity. Mm-hmm. I try to use this medium to champion objectivity. So if they make a move that's not necessarily like it's it's one thing. Like say that's what I mean. Like that's why I say a move that act if they made a move that actually made them makes better. sense. Yeah, like like say they go out and they trade a first round. Like like say say the Cowboys mm-hmm. went and got Quentin. And they traded a first round pick for him. That's the thing. If they did it like a move that make like they trade a fourth round pick for, let's say, a true number one receiver. That's a position they could use. Yeah, they trade give up a fourth round pick. Yeah, that 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 would bother that would and, bother me, but it makes sense. Mm-hmm. You, can, you know, you you have to say, hey man, that's just that's just a hell of a move. Mm-hmm. But if you sit there, if if you say they trade a first round pick for maybe someone who could possibly be their number three wide receiver or another number two wide receiver, not necessarily like, like then I'm going to laugh at him for getting fleeced. Yeah. Howie Roseman doesn't get fleeced. Yeah. Howie Roseman does the fleecing. That's what I'm saying. The Eagles went out. They traded a first round draft pick and they got AJ Brown. Speaking of which, though, of Howie Roseman doing the fleeceman, that's uh, there's a rumor. I don't all we don't usually get into a lot of rumors uh-huh. because you know anything can happen. But there's anything one there's one rumor I want to talk about since we're right. on the Howie Roseman subject. Okay, so reportedly Howie Roseman was in on Christian McCaffrey before he went to the Niners. The Niners. And I've multiple people ever heard have reported that Howie reportedly seems to be in the market for another running back to add to go along with Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. One name specifically caught my attention that they were how could I that they would go back to that well again mm-hmm. for talent would be they had interest in bringing in Alvin Kamara from the Saints. Hmm. 
Now, my question for you, not with why would Howie Roseman be interested in Alvin Kamara? Alvin Kamara is a very good player. Yeah. Very good player. If you're telling me I'm rotating him and Miles Sanders splitting carries behind this offensive line, mm-hmm. oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, boy. Yeah, because 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 so Kamara Kamara would bring exactly he he's, well, he's I, you I, could split I, him out wide. He can play a pass catcher. You could do multiple things, but he can also run between the tackles too. Mm-hmm. He can also he can also be a big bruiser. You think about what actually won. But yeah, but yeah. Here, well here let, let me make this real let me make this this, this one point real quick and I'll and I'll give you the floor right back. You think about what actually won that game against the Cowboys. That was that long run that they had on the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about runs, needing runs like that and having a Camara in your backfield with this offensive line down the well, stretch. And, and and I get all of that. That's the thing. I, I get all of that. That's not my question. Like, I get why Howie would be interested in Camara. Uh-huh. My question is, if you're the Saints, why would you do another deal with the Eagles? Mm. Like, Think of no seriously. Let's think about no, this. no, no, no. Because they have your, first, they have your first, first round draft. First, pick. you give the Eagles your first round pick, mm-hmm. right? Then you give the Eagles Chauncey Gardner Johnson, making your defense worse, and theirs better. So now your team is losing a lot of games. So now usually a team like when you're losing a lot of games, you have to fire sale, start from scratch, and use your picks to rebuild. Unless Howie's going to give you your fir- your first round pick back for Kamara, which I don't think Howie would do because mm-hmm. How- Howie's the one that does the fleecing. Yeah. So um, you're only going to make your team worse and make that pick better for the guy you just sent the player to. Like no 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 I, I like I Howie Roseman starting to seem like a super villain to me. <laughs> a super villain, a super like no. He, well, he's a super villain. He might be a super villain to the rest of the league. He's to the rest of the league, us. to us, he's a hero. I mean, to the rest of the league, he's, they got to be looking at this dude like he's a super villain. All right, <laughs> if 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 I may, it, it, can can you indulge me in a, for for a couple of seconds so I can make it so I can make a, a comparison. Because I, I know you're not a fan of this, but back in the day, in wrestling, pro wrestling, and, and I'm going somewhere with this, and it, it will make sense. You said I'm not a pro wrestling fan. Yeah, I don't, yes, I'm saying you're not a pro wrestling fan. You said I, that. I've never said that. Well, okay, well, well I, maybe, I grew up on pro wrestling. Well, well maybe, maybe this will. I just sense I said you. I'm not a bit a fan of some of these newer guys. Okay, all right. Do you remember? Do you remember the Bret Hart, Stone Cold, Steve Austin feud? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you, you remember that's this. good stuff. So you remember how Bret Hart used to present himself? So he was a bad guy mm-hmm. in the United States, but he was like a a, a god in, in Canada. Canada. Mm-hmm. So. You know, so so WWE was going back and forth with live shows in the United States and Canada, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And mm-hmm. Bret Hart would come in and get booed out of the arenas when he was in the mm-hmm. United States. And then but when he's in Canada, Canada, then he'd go to Canada, then just tear the roof off and everybody. Like, ah, yeah, that's Howie Roseman, right? Exactly, now. exactly. That's how he, exactly. That's Howie Rose, that's like, a great if, analogy. If, if if Howie Roseman, you know, the, the, the whole world 
the whole the whole world is 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 uh is the United States and Philadelphia is Canada. So Howie Rose was going around like, oh, well, this guy's a villain. This guy's out here fleecing teams, <laughs> taking a good draft picks, you know, just 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 out here selling snake oil. Like, but and how, then he comes back here, and everyone loves him. But how do you get uh, how do you get a team to give you their first round pick, and then give you give you all their good players so the team gets worse? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. So if they, well, I'll tell you this: if that happens and they fire that general manager, that he comes and works for this organization, then you're gonna know <laughs> how, that's what's gonna happen. That that is what's gonna happen. But no, I mean, Camara. Mm. Adding Camara would be good, but just for the reasons that you brought up, doesn't make it necessarily realistic because the Eagles have that first round draft pick. I mean. I, and I don't know that in in terms of business, the Eagles offer the best package, mm-hmm. whatever that package may be. Uh-huh. You know, I, the Saints would likely do the deal. Yeah. It's just funny to, because if they're going to trade Kamara, they're going to trade him either way. So, yeah, they're going to trade him for a way that they're going to trade, hopefully, trade him in a way that helps them or puts them closer to replenishing that first round draft pick, which looks like it's going to be a high draft pick. But but that's what I mean. If no but that's what I mean. If nobody's offering them a first round or first or second round pick and how he comes through and says, I got this third for you. And you know? Yeah, no, you're right. Hey, real quick, man, uh uh somebody's watching the show uh really wants to show you some love. Uh do you know this person? Uh she just says hello, Chip. She used she, she dropped the the, the uh the nickname on you. Uh, childhood friend, absolutely. Childhood friend. Okay, she says we grew up, up together. All right, that's what's going on. All right, I just realized when like when I threw it up there, I hope I ain't getting you in trouble or nothing like that. Oh, uh, nah. Okay, well, we're all good. Six and zero for the Eagles, and she also <laughs> said we're going to the Super Bowl. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you for uh contacting the Jonesy and Brown show. We appreciate you. So it's all love. But uh, real quick, because uh, we also got to tra- we have to transition. Because as good as the Eagles are, as happy as we are about the Phillies, your team, your town, your seventy sixes are struggling. Now look, there is eighty two games in the season. Sixers have played what five. You see, I had to lean back in the couch and get comfortable for this. Yeah, you you didn't you didn't you didn't went far away from the microphone on that on, on this. Mm-hmm. We don't need to spend a whole lot of time on the Sixers just yet, but I wanted to ask you some specific questions, and I wanted to get your and I wanted to get your opinion. I mean, we're on- we're not even ten percent of the way into the season, yes. so. How Any kind of definite statement at this point is an overreaction. Let's get that out the way first. Before we get okay. into your questions, let's just be clear about okay. that. We're way too early in to make any definite team statements about a team that has as many new pieces as this team does. Yes. Well, th- that was part of the question. Like, how much of this do you just put on? Hey, a lot of new faces. Not a, you know, a lot of new faces. A lot of new you know, a different look early on in the season. You know, you don't get a lot of preseason. You know, a lot, a lot of training camp looks like Joel and Bead's a little beat up. How much of the Sixers' 
record do I put on it being a lot of new faces? Yeah. I'd say for me, from what I've seen personally, mm-hmm. 30%, 30%, 25%, mm-hmm. somewhere in that 25 to 30% range. It's a factor, but it's not the determining factor. Okay. So you being the opponent and anti-hot take person. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of posts saying it looks like the Eagles have quit on Doc Rivers. The Sixers. The, what did I say? Eagles? Mm-hmm. Sorry. So I'm thinking good thoughts. All right. Maybe <laughs> the Eagles have quit on Doc Rivers. I don't know. But that the Sixers have quit on Doc Rivers. What do you think about that? You think okay. nonsense? Is that nonsense or is that or is that something that needs to be at least looked at or considered? I won't say it's nonsense. Mm-hmm. It is something to be considered, but I'm not going to go that far yet. Okay. You remember a couple weeks ago we had Kelvin Green on the show. We were talking Sixers. We talked mm-hmm. ball. And we pointed out a couple things. Mm-hmm. We pointed out that while the Sixers made moves, other teams around the league made moves move too. too. Yes. So the Sixers weren't necessarily in a better position than they were before. Mm-hmm. As far as being re- relative to some of the better teams in in the league. Yes. And you know they've lost to Boston. They've lost to a Toronto. You know Milwaukee. The Milwaukee. These are all playoff the playoff teams and the better teams, the same teams that gave them trouble before. So it's not like these are shocking losses to the bottom feeders of the league. Mm-hmm. One. Two. Um, who would you – not in order. Let's just – give me, say, seven best players in the NBA right now. Or it doesn't have necessarily have to be seven, but give me your best players list. When you think of best players in the league, name me some of them. Giannis. Mm-hmm. Steph. Mm-hmm. Ja. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. KD. Mm-hmm. What's that? Is it that four? Giannis, KD. Steph, Ja, Giannis, KD. Steph. Giannis, Steph, Ja, KD. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Jokic. Mm-hmm. Jokic. Doncic. Mm-hmm. Um Tatum. Mm-hmm. Still Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Um and once again, I'm just I'm you know, just going just, off the top of my head, you know. But there are a few guys that are around that level of player, all like star to superstar yeah. type guys around yeah. the now here's the interesting thing. Of all those guys you named, mm-hmm. One of them plays a true big man position in Joker. It mm-hmm. from the joke Joker from the, out there in Denver. Yep. The rest of them are all perimeter players. When you look at the Sixers starting lineup, who's guarding them? You're talking to maybe Tobias. Because you're starting PJ and PJ Tobias. PJ and Tobias are talking so, about PJ and Tobias. So one, so one of them's guarding the four, one of them's guarding the three. The three, yep. Okay. 
And if there are one or a two, you're talking about Harden and Maxi. Mm-hmm. None of these guys are known for the defense. You're right. So, from that standpoint, you have to be highly efficient offensively every night. Yeah. Because you aren't able to win games defensively. Mm-hmm. Especially when the one person on your team who is capable of setting the tone defensively in Joel and B doesn't do the one thing he would have to do in order to do that. And that's play like first year in B. Mm-hmm. Remember first year in B ran rim to rim every possession? Mm-hmm. No, I remember. I mean, it's a long time ago, B. Yeah, but yeah, that, that that's specifically what I'm talking about. You, you can't be the last man back and expect to be the tone setter. You got to actually run end to end. One down there, yeah, yeah, and, and I think that makes you know it, it makes whether or not it, it makes his health an issue because mm-hmm. I feel like going into last season was the first time we were actually saying, "Hey, he had a good off season. He's coming into the season healthy." And for the most part, last season he he. He maintained a level of health. Mm-hmm. And now it seems like once again, we're right back to the starting the season with uh, Embiid being uh, beat up. But we're still five. We're five games into the season. So obviously what needs to happen is the Phillies need to keep on playing. Maybe take this for seven games and give these guys another week to not be the focus. So by the time baseball season is over, Mm-hmm. The Sixers will have it all worked out. Maybe you don't seem to. You don't seem to. <laughs> you don't seem uh, too convinced of that. With a backcourt of Maxi and Harden, the Sixers need a true, long, athletic wing that can really def- be a. I'm going to guard the other team's best perimeter player type guy. Well, we sent that guy away so we could get Harden. And he's got struggles of his own. Well, I don't mean that guy. Yeah. Because that guy's he's a hole in where he is now. He's creating the same problems for them. So, anyway, I'm not talking about that guy. Not talking about that guy? Okay. If you could find a way to, you know, draft a guy like Mikael Bridges or something like that. Now you're just twisting a knife. If you could do a guy like that would be perfect for that team. A guy who could make the open shot doesn't necessarily require the ball in his hands all the time to be effective. Mm -hmm. And you can put him on defensively on the other team's best perimeter player and he can do the job. That's the kind of guy you need to fit with a backcourt of hard and maxi. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, whatever. Happens. But you know, hey, at least you got Zaire Smith, right? Well, what's, what's what's he doing nowadays? <laughs> I have I have no clue. Anyway. You know, I'm, and I'm going to bring that up every chance I get for uh-huh. as long as I can, as long as and he's in the league. Man. And I can't as long as Mikel Bridges is in the league because I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Zaire Smith is out of the league. No, as long as Mikel Bridges is in the league and effective. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I fair enough. Because, or or at least until the Sixers find a player 
to fill that it. role play effectively. All right, I got you. I got Out you. here with Cork Maz and Thywell. You just, just low one, blow after low blow. One of them gets worse as a shooter every year. The other one's a streak shooter who can't defend. But the but the dude we needed, nah, let's get Zaire Smith. All right, real quick, one one last point before we get out of here. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like, you know, I, I, I joked about the Phillies being that distraction for the Sixers. But there's been a lot of comparison in the sense that the Phillies were able one of one of the things the Phillies did this season and it, on their road to the World Series was struggled out the gate and made a change at the top, fired their manager. Mm-hmm. So obviously now that the Sixers are struggling out the gate, there are people who feel like you know what maybe they maybe they need to follow suit. Maybe well, they need to get rid of uh, Doc Rivers and promote Sam Cassell. Well, the Phils were about a third of the way into their in their season. They were twenty two and twenty nine, so they had yeah. played fifty one games out of one hundred and sixty. Mm-hmm. Just under a third of their season had been played. Mm-hmm. We're still only we haven't even played ten percent of the basketball season yet. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to give it a little time before you, unless your players really come out vocally say, "We're yeah, this isn't working. We can't play for this guy." Mm-hmm. You got to give it a little bit of time before you just say we're firing the coach. And this is, and you know, I from the day, from the day the Doc Rivers rumors started, he he wasn't my guy. No, I understand. Yeah, I've always got questions about Doc, but six games into a season, you don't you don't make a move like that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you wanted to do it in the off season, sure, let's go ahead. I'll I'll lead the coaching search for you. You don't, you don't, six games into a season. No, I understand. I understand. All right. Well, look, there's still plenty of time. We'll still talk plenty of sixes. There, are, we will definitely talk sixes more as the season goes on. It's just, they, they just been struggling, man. They, they really been struggling, but we'll see. All right. Look, man, let's get on out of here, though. We've been talking, and there's football. Or it's coming up, I should say. But look, we want to know what you think of this uh, this podcast. So follow us on social media. Hit us up Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Jonesy and Brown, or at BITW Sports. Remember, you can download this podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. Just go to BITWSports.com. My name is John Brown. That's John, oh, that's time out. I got to time out. Before you wrap it up, we got to make sure we're, you know, for, for formality's sake, let's. We both Phillies and six. Yeah, Phillies and six. Eagles and, on Sunday. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the one yeah. we missed. Yes, we Eagles, missed Eagles uh, on Sunday. Uh, Eagles. Uh, you know what? Eagles thirty ten. Not close. That's matched the Steelers thirty to ten. That's what I'm I th- saying. I think the defense keeps the Steelers in check. They get nine, three field goals. I don't see them getting in the end zone, but. The Eagles' offense, I think, still struggles to put the complete game together. You may see a defensive score, though, so 31-9. That's 31-9, 30-10, that's what we're saying. Let's go with that. We'll see who's right next week on another exciting edition of the Jonesy and Brown podcast. Once again, that is Mike Jones. 
I am John Brown. That's John Brown. I'm like Joe. Side. Yeah, I'm on the other side. Yeah, there, there I am. You're that way. I was playing that way. You're that way. We'll figure this video thing out one day. We're, we're, we're <laughs> audio guys. Yeah, we're audio guys, man. We're not, we're not used to this. Anyway, we will talk to you guys next week. Have fun. Enjoy the sports. Go Phils. Go Eagles. Peace. Peace. Oh, go, go Penn State. Peace. Ohio State. On Saturday. Uh, that's a big weekend. That is a big week. A lot of sports. A lot of sports. We out, y'all. Peace. Peace. You feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to SoundCloud.com. Slash BITW Sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. You're listening to Jonesy and Brown. Brown. Brown.